1: Day podcast welcome into the wednesday edition of the pack a day podcast i'm steve forage joined as always by dusty evely sarah kelleher guys football is freaking back and i don't think we can be more excited right now we are gonna actually break down the packers and their opponent this week the vikings like it's so exciting we've we're literally—it's Tuesday night when we're recording this. We're two days away from actual football being on the TV. It's gonna be—it's gonna be exciting. Um, and then Sunday, the Packers are playing, so I'm super excited. Dusty, how are you doing, bud?
2: There's something about the the three preseason games and then a break that it doesn't quite. Th- feel real it doesn't feel like we're back and we had college football last weekend the leaves are starting to fall but i still i don't know there's something with that third preseason game in the break it doesn't feel real even though we're talking about it i know i'm gonna feel differently on sunday but yeah dude i'm i'm hyped i'm hyped to be here talking about an actual packers football game that actually matters after entire off season of devontae has gone how's this gonna look how's this gonna look all these new pieces we finally get to see what that looks like on sunday and that's super exciting so yeah i'm i'm hyped dude Nice. Sarah, what about you?
3: Yeah, I mean, everything you guys already said, this is what we've been waiting for. I mean, week after week, all summer and all spring, it feels like we've just been saying, oh, we can't wait until we get to September and we can finally talk about real football and have games to preview. So it's just such a good feeling every season when we get to this point. Um, And it truly feels like everything's starting to come together. You know, fall and winter are always my favorite times of the year. And... Like Jesse said, we had college football last weekend, I changed my calendar to September, started bringing out the fall decorations a little bit, but it still felt like something was missing. And I know that that missing piece will feel complete on Sunday when it's 325 Lambo time, 425 my time, and I'm clicking on the TV and the Packers are on my screen.
1: Yeah, that's a good. Thing. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a little bit weird, you know. No, uh, no Buck, no Aikman, but uh, it's the Packers are officially like the game of the week, so they've got that three twenty five slot. And uh, Dusty, who it's it's Burkhart, Olsen, Andrews, and Ronaldi, Is that right?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Burkhart. Yeah, the uh, the the new Fox A team.
1: That's the new A. So Packers right away get the A team. Um, but we'll just run through some news and notes before we get going into um, what. Like the Packers offense versus the Vikings defense. So today they they announced the I don't know, announced, but they released an unofficial depth chart. Sarah, did you get a chance to see it? Did you have some reactions to what it was? Like what was your take biggest takeaway from it? What were your thoughts?
3: Yeah, so I had a chance to see it, obviously, and it's it's pretty standard. It's pretty much what I thought it would be. You know, obviously David Bakhtiari and Elgin Jenkins are listed at at starting left tackle and starting right guard, uh, TBD if they will start on Sunday's game. Um, So you know, no surprise there. But you know, will it actually happen? Who knows? And same now apparently with Lazard, and you know, we just cross our fingers and hope and pray that they're all good to go and at least can play most of the game. Um, But other than that, you know, I I was excited to see, you know, Quay Walker. I know Steve, I don't want to steal your thunder, but um, he, he, other people are allowed to talk
1: about Quay Walker. It's okay.
3: I, I don't know. Are they? <laughs> I, I felt, I felt like I almost had to whisper it. I was a little scared <laughs> to even bring it up. Um, but that is, you asked what stood out to me and that was one where, you know, I'm looking through the list and I'm going, Oh, sweet. Okay. That's what we want to see right away. Um, but other than that, you know, I see Randall Cobb is back for punt returns again with Mario Rogers and that Romeo Dobbs is even on that list, which is interesting, but nothing too shocking for me.
2: Yeah, I think the same for me. I think I'm trying not to get too excited about the tackle spots with with Jenkins and Bakhtiari. I know I think Bakhtiari said earlier this week uh, that he was optimistic about playing, about starting week one. I think the team is looking forward to him, but it's still one of those men. I believe it when I see it. So to see see those two guys holding out tackle spots is nice. Lazard's obviously in wide receiver one, which we're going to talk about that. We'll see how that goes. And yeah, I think um, I didn't see a large outcry. Granted, I was not on I was not on Twitter a ton today um, about the Amari Rogers uh, punt return kick return. I know uh, he was. Um, I'm a big Amari Rogers guy. He was less than good in those spots uh, last year. So I think a lot of people were hoping for an upgrade. Uh, so the fact that he's still slotted as the number one, I know a lot of people kind of were upset about. Um, I feel like a lot of this stuff crystallized a little more. You know once the game starts for sure, but also once the injury report, and that stuff starts coming out. But uh, yeah, no, no real surprises there. I mean, I, I always kind of expected Amari to be that guy. And again, the tackle spots, tackle spots being what those are. I mean, they, they have to be there because those guys are active. Like you have to put those guys on there, even if they're not going to start. Um. So no, no big surprises. It's just, it's wishful thinking that those tackle spots is what we see week one.
1: Yeah, I mean I completely agree. Nothing nothing too out of the ordinary. We'll see when they when they release things closer to the game. So but you know, drop today, so it's obviously something we do need to talk about. Now, Packers are favored by one and a half uh on the road. So clearly Vegas thinks that this is the better team than the Vikings, which I do enjoy hearing. Um, but Dusty, Sarah, I did want to talk, Alan Lazard. What are your gut feelings? Because Rappaport came out, said it's looking good for him to play, and now this is the Packers' number one wide receiver, quote-unquote. I don't know who's their number one wide receiver. But, Dusty, how are you feeling about Alan Lazard? Because this kind of came out of the blue for us.
2: I wasn't feeling great until I saw the Rappaport report, and it's still one of those I still don't feel great about. I think the, the initial report, which is you know why Rappaport said anything at all, was on Monday for practice, Every single player that was active did at least some amount of practicing. Even Watson, who I think is questionable for week one, was out there doing some light work. And Alan Lazard was off to the side with a boot. They still have not said what it is. It's like an undisclosed foot slash leg injury. Uh, so I think the fact that, you know, maybe they're just being cautious, who knows? The fact that Rappaport said, you know, the indication I got is that it's looking good. He's obviously got sources inside the organization, people talking. So I feel better about it than I did after the report on Monday, but still. Not what you want to hear. I mean, like you said, Steve, it's it's wide receiver one. It's wide receiver one because they have to have a wide receiver one. He worked his way up. He's been there for a few years now. Rodgers was talking about his wide receiver one. I don't think he's going to produce like a wide receiver one. I don't think they expect him to. But still, that like that guy that you expect to go out there and be kind of – not necessarily that focal point, but like a dude that's out there for the majority of those passing snaps that's not practicing the week of and is in a walking boot, like – I don't know, man, it's, 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 it's hard to feel too good about that. Even if he is out there, I can't imagine he's going to be out there for as many snaps as they kind of hoped, even like say two or three weeks ago at this point. But I kind of feel like he'll be out there if, if somewhat limited, hopefully
1: Sarah, um, not on the Packers anymore, but there was a huge profile on Devonte Adams on ESPN. Uh, and you were able to kind of take a look at it. You know, obviously it's a touchy subject for some Packers fans, but Talk to, talk to us, like, what was in that article? Like, what did you read? What stood out to you?
3: Yeah, I won't take up too much time because, like you said, he's not on the Packers anymore, but uh, it, it was a really cool profile. You know, if you're a Devontae Adams fan, which I know many of you are, I definitely recommend reading it. it talks a lot about his early career, his, his childhood and growing up, and a, a little more explanation of why he, you know, ultimately chose to – look elsewhere and hopefully end up on the West coast um, and ask the Packers for a trade. So some good background there, but something that I thought was really interesting that is related to the Packers um, was that he found out about the trade through Twitter, um, which I don't really know how I feel about that. I don't love that. Uh, but according to the story, it says bears on off- offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, a former assistant with the Packers, texted Adams a screenshot of a tweet, breaking the news of the trade just as Heather Carr, Derek Carr's wife, texted um, Devontae Adams' wife the same news. And he said, there were probably 100,000 people out there who knew I was on the Raiders before I did. Um, so that that makes me a little sad because Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. He did so much for the Packers. He's a record holder and will forever be a legend for the organization. And he finds out, about the trade through Twitter. I mean, how do you guys feel about that?
1: Not great, Bob. Not great. Uh, no, I don't like, like I, I, we talked about this a little bit beforehand. Like I would, I would absolutely think that after the deal is actually complete and they've called the NFL offices to do so that next call is made to Devonte Adams agent or to Devonte Adams. Like that's the level of respect that you should have for that type of player honestly for any player like that's that's the way it should be and uh, i don't think that's the way it is in the league and i think it sounds like from what rogers has been saying back in the day like this is the type of issue that had been going on in green bay for a long time so i don't know i don't love it dusty what about you
2: i honestly i don't care it does it doesn't (laughs) matter to me well and part of it is because you know the the inner workings of how front offices work and the different ways that news is leaked to the media and all of that. Like we don't know if someone talked, you know, from, uh, from the Packer side or from the Raiders side that like the deal was imminent that maybe the deal was not signed yet. Maybe the deal was close to sign. And someone within the Raiders organization said, Hey, Adam Schefter, Hey, guess what? This deal done. And d- Devontae Adams is here. And then Adam Schefter with his little robot fingers or whatever goes out and tweets out like "Devontae Adams deal is done. Like again, like I don't, Part of it is like, I understand everything you said. I agree with everything you said, Steve, the the respect that you give the player. I mean, not just Devontae and what he's meant to the organization, not just what he meant to the city, but any player that's done that they deserve to find out before the masses find that out. I do fully believe that, but I also know there are people in all of these offices who I why they leak stuff. I still don't know. They get kickbacks for this. I have no idea. But in every organization, there are people who talk to the media and then will leak this stuff to the media and will throw that stuff out there. And their timing isn't great. And so again, I don't know if this was Packers side. I don't know if this is Raiders side. Um, And we're never going to know. And so I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. That like what likely happened was this deal was imminent. Maybe it was just pressed to paper and then whatever. I hang the fly on the wall. is like, I I'm tech, I'm got tech, I got tech shifter that this thing's done. Um, so it could just be a timing thing from that, but I'm, it's one of those, I, I, it doesn't, the way the information is thrown out these days and, and, and kind of made its way through, through the rounds. Um, it, it's, I don't know. It's, it's not anything I'm losing sleep over. Okay.
1: No, I mean, I, I think that's fair. Like you, you legit don't know where this leak came from or whatever it was, but I feel like when it's Devonte Adams, especially like that's something that you want to, if you can go out of your way to make sure that's taken care of. but
2: Well, they did um, know. It. I mean, they knew it was on the table, right? I mean, that, and that's the other thing. Like, Devontae wanted out. He said, I'm yeah. not playing in Green Bay. I'm not coming back. They knew there was going to be wanna a trade. Go,
1: I want to go to Vegas.
2: He wanted to go to Vegas. They facilitated it. It's not like they threw him under the bus and were like, he doesn't want to play for us. Fine. Here you <laughs> go, buddy. You're in Atlanta now. You're with the Falcons. Like, they did all of this. They did, by all accounts. That did right by him. Welcome to the
1: Jacksonville Jaguars. There
2: yeah. you go, buddy. Guess what? You're on the Jets now. Look at you. Like it sounds like they did right by him. They did everything they were supposed to do. It doesn't sound like there's any bitterness. If there was, if there was bitterness and he felt thrown under the bus, I think that's different. But the fact that it went right. down the way it did, this is just a small little piece that ultimately I think is just just kind of a blip.
1: Yep. Just you know, another interesting story before the actual season starts. So yeah. we definitely yeah, need real. to talk about it, but. Uh, all right, guys. Week one, we actually get to talk about real Packers football. So very exciting stuff um, for the Pack-A-Day podcast. If there's anybody new that's listening, we all kind of have a schedule, everything through the the regular season, every single day of the week. And so... Wednesday crew we talk about the Packers offense versus the defense that they are facing that week so it's going to be a little bit up in the air um just because this is a Vikings defense that is switching some things around so what we always do is talk about one thing that we're looking for in the game so I'm going to start with Sarah she's going to go first I'll hit second and then you all know what Dusty does is is drop a whole crap ton of knowledge on everybody so we'll start with Sarah first
3: Yeah, couldn't be more excited to finally be doing this again. Um, So just for some background, you know, Vikings last year, they were the 30th overall defense in the league. In 2020, they were 27th overall. Historically, they've been decent um, on defense, but the last few years they've struggled a bit. You know, these stats explain that, and we've all seen the struggles, especially in the secondary, but they have a new defensive coordinator uh, for the first time since the 80s, they're going to be running a 3-4 scheme, so they're starting fresh, um, and I'm really interested to see how this works out and if they go back to kind of having that traditional strong defense that they've always been known for or that they've previously been known for in the NFC North. Um, also of note, yes, Cedarius Smith, former Packer, is there. So is Chandon Sullivan, um, which many people have forgotten about, um, but he is there, so The one thing that I'm looking for in this game is basically the battle in the air. So Packers have really thrived in this area before, specifically Aaron Rodgers. So last year they went one and one. They won 37 to 10 later in the year. Um, Rodgers threw for two touchdowns in that game. And then earlier in the year, they actually lost 34-31, but Rodgers threw for four touchdowns and was on fire. The Packers actually played pretty well until the end. It was defense that uh, there were there were some blunders there. Um, but I'm curious how the battle in the air is going to work. Is Rodgers going to play really well again, throw a few touchdown passes? Um, you know, in the past, as I had mentioned, there's been issues with the Vikings secondary. Hard to tell. You know, are those issues going to be fixed overnight in week one of a new season? Probably not. Um, Channon Sullivan will also be playing, as I mentioned, and the Packers know him, are familiar with him, know his strengths, know his weaknesses. So that might play to Green Bay's advantage too. And something else to just note is that the Packers wide receiver core, it looks a lot different, uh, than it did last year. So I'm just curious how that's going to work out. Who's going to be the one to step up and make big play. You know, we talked about Alan Lazard looks like he'll play, but most likely will be limited. So just really curious how, you know, the air or the battle in the air works out um, on both sides of the ball for this weekend, but that's my one thing, but there are many things that I'm excited about. And I'm I'm sure both of you have some great insights as well.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with the running back group. I, I mean, you've got two guys that have admitted that they both want to be pro bowl running backs. And then Aaron Jones chimes in saying, but we also want to play in the super bowl. So they don't actually want to go to the super, go to the pro bowl. (laughs) They want to be elected to the pro bowl and then go to the super bowl. So you love hearing that, but I just want to see, like, I feel like it's going to be a slight transition. Like the offense is going to look differently than it has in the past where they are going to focus a little bit more on the run game. They've, if, if Bakhtiari's back, if Jenkins is back, like, Man, that's a stout offensive line. And even though they've got the Z- Zadarius, even though they've got Daniel like Hunter, like it's a uh, it's a r re- really good front for the Vikings, but I still think that they're gonna focus on running the ball. And especially with Lazard potentially being banged up a little bit, man. I want to see what they're going to do because I know Matt LaFleur is going to get creative and I know Dusty's going to talk more about this, most likely, you know, pony packages, all sorts of crazy, crazy things that they're going to do with two running backs on the field with DeGuara, with uh, with Mercedes, like all these kind of things. It's, it's going to be really fun to watch, but I really want to see how creative this offense can get with these two high quality running backs.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna start off with uh, some numbers I found in the in the dope sheet. Uh, which, if you're not looking at Packers.com, they do the dope sheet before every game, and some some really really cool stuff there. Uh, so, <laughs> in 12 straight divisional games, Rodgers has posted a QB rating of 100 plus. In those 12 games, 73 and percent completion percentage, 3,200 yards. 38 touchdowns, zero interceptions, zero interceptions, last 12 divisional games. Um, So I'm curious. It's, I mean, it's kind of a mix because, you know, Sarah mentioned the pass and Steve mentioned the run and I'm, I'm excited to see both of them. Really what I'm, what I'm looking forward to is, I mean, this feels like hopefully what we'll see and we'll see without Lazard, maybe that changed a little bit, but maybe the purest distillation of what the floor wants that offense to be. You know, we've seen, we've seen it with Devante and kind of how that's been, um, not necessarily altered, but how they operate in terms of of which read comes first and how they attack defenses, because that changes when you have Devonte. This is just just pure scheme, man. It's it's a bunch of unknowns. You've got the running backs. You might not have Lazard. You've got Sammy Watkins. You've got Cobb. You've got Amari. You've got Dobbs. Like I think we're going to see some real creative stuff, and again, just just kind of how he wants the the, the offense to run. A lot of. A lot of motion, a lot of misdirect. Um, the the pony package stuff Steve Steve mentioned, um, and you and you do have to run for that. And so how they run, you know, they've got some. The Vikings have some stout guys in the middle, but they were also per DVOA they were 25th in the league against the run last year, um, and they haven't done a ton to kind of shore up some of that middle that that they were susceptible against. Uh, you know, some of those same guys, but the Packers struggled against that. Uh, they struggled running. You know, they, that showed up against the Niners. And if you can't run, um, and the defense knows you can't run it seems like what teams are doing is they're sagging off a little more on the play action stuff that the Packers are really dangerous with. So can they establish that run? Because then if they can, that makes the pony package that two back stuff. And that's even not even just two back. You think like one back and then with Amari in the backfield, some of the stuff they can do there. I'm just really, I think it's going to be a lot of rhythm passing. Um, you know, a lot of quick, quick hitters say Cobb, maybe Sammy Watkins. If Watson's in some bubble stuff to him, and then instead of like looking for a shot because a lot of their deep stuff last year came off of Devonte winning one- on- one with the line, hitting those slot fades, stuff like that, it's gonna have to be dialed up uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting rhythm, set up the offense, bang, 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 and then hit a deep shot. Those dialed up shots, you're not just banking on those one on- one matchups. so I'm again it's I've talked a lot and i apologize but it's been all off season of thinking what does this offense look without devonte and we finally get to see it and i'm just i'm just excited to see how it looks man we don't know how the vikings defense is going to go it's week 1 but i'm i'm hyped to see how this looks after months and months of of wondering how it's going to look
1: yeah but as much crap as i give you you don't need to apologize for talking cuz because... <laughs> i always will <laughs>
2: yeah okay.
1: yeah you drop some good knowledge and everybody needs to listen when you talk so yeah, no need to apologize, but um, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff we're all going to be looking for. Obviously week one, don't really know what's going to be coming from the the Vikings defense with a whole bunch of changes, uh, an aging Patrick Peterson, all that kind of stuff. Um, but what we're going to do, we actually need your help because we are trying to remember <laughs> if we, we do score predictions for every game and we kept track last year. And now we can't remember if Dusty actually paid off because he was the big loser last year. Mm -hmm. We don't remember if he actually paid it off. Nobody can actually think of anything he did. So uh, if you guys are listening and remember something Dusty did, please let us know. Otherwise, we'll have to figure out a double punishment. He's got to do something. Um, So we'll do that. But we are going to do it again this year. We're going to run it back. We're going to do score predictions, and we'll need some help because I already suggested one punishment, and Dusty... Uh, cried and and didn't think mm-hmm. he could a, eat a whole package <laughs> of golden Oreos. So that yeah. was my first first one. So if you guys have any punishment ideas for score prediction loser, please let us know on Twitter. But let's start it off. Sarah, uh, what do you think? What's how's this game going to go down?
3: Yeah, I'm taking Packers twenty seven, Vikings twenty. I, I feel good about it. Um, you know, I, th- I think it'll be close. It'll be sloppy at times. It always is in week one, but. Packers right after halftime, third quarter, I think they're going to come out strong. They're going to make some adjustments. They'll look good. Um, defense will do what they need to do. So that's it. Okay. Not going to get too complicated in week one.
2: Yeah. I think for me, so when we talked about this, we went through the schedule at some point during the off season and we were calling different games and what they thought they were going to do. Um, I, I called the Packers as losing this game initially just because they, the Vikings give them a tough time and it's week one and, weirdness and it's in Minnesota and all that. I'm going to reverse course now that we're close to the season. I'm going to say the Packers win. Um, I don't know. Let's give them 30. I'm going to give them 30. I'll give them 30, 17. Uh, just I don't know that the Vikings, I feel like they do have the firepower, but I feel like the defense is going to come out fired up because they've been hyping themselves up all offseason. I think the floor is going to come out. I think the offense does get bumpy down the road, but I think this first week, again, like I'm, I've been excited all offseason to watch it. I know they've heard the rumblings and they've heard the talk all off season about this is no there's no Devonte. What are they going to do? You know now they don't have him. How's his offense going to look? I think LeVar and Rogers is going to come out with a plan and just lay waste. I think the first drive is going to be an absolute thing of beauty. So I'm going to take uh, I'll take the Packers. Like I said, I'll take 30 to 17. I'm feeling real optim feeling more optimistic now than I was apparently like a month ago. I guess.
1: Yeah, I'm not I'm not annoyed at all. I'm going to show you guys my Score prediction that it says 31 17. 31 17. I had it written down, and then Dusty's like, I'm gonna give him 30, I'm gonna give him 30, 17. But, um, I, I all I feel like is that the pat, like Dusty kind of said, the offense is gonna be better than people think, and the defense is gonna be very good. But the way that this game lines up is that they're the Vikings are going to be trying to throw the ball a lot more than normal. and they are just going right into the Packers' strength. And so I don't see a lot of points coming from Kirk Cousins and the Vikings' offense. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a little bit wider than most people think. And uh, I, I'm taking a, like maybe a defensive score out of here. And, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later maybe. I don't know. Are, are you, are you know. feeling
2: a defensive score, Steve? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Maybe. Maybe I am. <laughs> uh so yeah thirty one seventeen so uh we'll we'll try to keep score again this year and come up with a punishment, and hopefully somebody who actually loses will pay it off we will see, but we asked for questions, and as always, you guys deliver um we got a bunch we didn't we're not able to get to everything tonight, but uh we got some good ones, so here we go, let's start uh with John, the first question. With how Ahmad looked in camp and preseason, how long of a leash does Crosby have this year? If the Packers were to have a hashtag Oreo, what fla- uh, team Oreo? What flavor would it be? Don't forget the Packers' colors are green and golden. So, uh, Dusty, <laughs> let's start with you.
2: Uh, are they? What's the leash like for Mason Crosby? Dude, Mason Crosby hasn't kicked all off season. was in a boot until like a week ago and then got the starting job. The leash for Mason Crosby is as long as Mason Crosby wants that leash to be unless he can't kick like I, I he could, he could miss. He'd have to miss 10 kicks in a row. I feel like for there to be some kind of the, the rumblings of something happens. I just think they're, they're so locked in. They're so tied to him at this point. It's a very long leash um, for an Oreo. Yeah, I don't know, man. And there's some kind of like St. Patrick one, I guess. Uh, just yeah, give me golden with some kind of like uh, just green, regular cream filling, I guess. Just just give me those colors uh, with a little stamp on it, like they have the Game of Thrones stamp. Give me like the G stamp on the cookie. Not feeling particularly creative tonight, apparently.
1: Okay.
3: And for me, how long is Mason Crosby's leash? Yeah, I agree with Dusty. Pretty long. He's he's Mason freaking Crosby. Come on, he he <laughs> he knows what's up and clearly the Packers love him he's done well and unless he's injured I don't think it's going to be an issue he's the guy unless he physically cannot perform if he screws up a couple times it's not going to be the end of Mason Crosby Um, and if Packers were to have a team Oreo um, I'm actually going to be a little creative on this so we've talked about the Lady Gaga Oreo before and it's actually Ink, like, they dyed the um, the cookie. So I'm going to have my Packers flavored Oreo dyed green. And then the inside, just have the normal filling. And then do the stamp logo, like Dusty's saying. But that would be, like, in the yellow. Because I can't do the golden Oreo. I just can't do that. And I, I don't care. Just fake it. Make it look like it's not that, and we'll be
1: okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Green Oreo, we'll see, we'll see. But you wouldn't go with the yellow frosting, like dyed yellow frosting, then to actually make it green and yellow.
3: Can they do that?
1: Yeah, they've got colored frosting. Like they did I pink mean frosting. They, they, yeah, That's yeah, the true. Neapoli- like the Neapolitan frosting. I wasn't thinking that is they is like could do it. Different... Then, I,
3: then I changed to that. Thank you, Steve.
1: (laughs) You're welcome. Um, All right. So as far as a leash goes for Mason Crosby, this is the the best metaphor I can have is I went out for a walk with one of my friends and she was walking her dog down by the lake in in, uh, Milwaukee. And literally this dog is obsessed with going into the lake. And so she's got the extendable leash. And then on top of that, she ties a second leash onto that. So then he gets two leashes worth to go into <laughs> the lake and go like swimming it. because he's so upset. That is how much lease Mason, Mason Crosby gets. He gets that much leash for him to just do whatever he needs to. Like he, he survives the 2012 season, man. Like let's give the guy a little time. Like it's, it, there's no rush for him to um, like, he's going to be absolutely fine. And as far as Oreo I'm going to go classic. I'm just going to go. The, the Packers are an OG team. I'm going with the OG Oreo with the G stamped on it. I think that's just simple, classic, but it works for the Packers. Next one, our good friend Aaron wants to know, which player do you think is going to outplay their pay grade on Sunday? Sarah, who you got?
5: This is
3: sort of a cheeky answer, but I guess it's just because of how his contract is set up right now, and that would be A.J. Dillon. I think A.J. Dillon's going to have a great day on Sunday. Obviously, he's on a rookie contract right now, so he's not taking up a lot um, on the payroll. But I think he's going to outplay you know, what he's, quote-unquote, worth. But it won't be shocking to us that follow the Packers, know him, and know what he's capable of doing.
2: I'm going to take um... – I'll go Sammy Watkins, and we actually we had touched on it a little bit, not necessarily in this segment, but before we start talking, I think, Steve, your comment was um, the way Sammy Watkins works is he's going to have 200 yards uh, in week one and then, like, 50 yards the rest of the season. I, I feel like, you know, yeah. I, that that's a bit much, but I do feel like we could see something like that, especially if yards out. Watkins is, you know, not the only vet. Obviously, Cobb is there. But Watkins has got a little more speed than Cobb does. Roger's been talking about all offseason. I can see Watkins having a really good game and he's he's making what base salary of a little over a million. Like they're just they're not paying him a ton, you know, for obvious yeah. reasons. Uh but yeah, I think I, I wouldn't be shocked to see Watkins turn in a really nice game this weekend. Okay. I went uh I went
1: defensive side of the ball. my head went first to Rasul Douglas of he got a pay grade for sure, but I mean the way that he was playing the last half of the like the last half of the year when they signed when they got him off the practice squad from Arizona man like he earned every single dollar that he got and he still like was playing above what he's getting paid right now so if he throws a pick six off Kirk Cousins in there yeah he's worth more than that and then the other one was uh, Rashawn Gary just because he hasn't gotten that pay grade that pay bump yet. And so he's their number one pass rusher. If he gets to Kirk the way that he's been just destroying offensive linemen the last half year, year, like, yeah, he's he's definitely he's definitely over his pay grade. So I'm excited to see what those guys can do. But, yeah, some good answers. Next one, Don wants to know. um, This is kind of something that I had in my mind. So we're going to combine this a little bit. One unexpected thing will Z do off the field? On the field and in the post game niceties, what are you snacking on during a podcast and on game day? So, my question I had sent to you guys as well is: if Z gets a sack, what's his shirt going to say when he lifts it up? So, like, there is something that's going to happen. Like, he's going to do some sort of celebration. He's going to do something. So, I want to know what you kind of combine with Dawn, but like, what's going to happen from Z this for the game, Dusty? What about what, what are you thinking?
2: Yeah, he obviously wants to needle him a little bit. So I had a couple different thoughts. Um, You know, one of them, it took him, I was rethinking this. It took him a couple weeks to get there, I think, this first season with the Packers. But he broke out after a sack. He broke broke out the gravedigger. Obviously, the Gilbert Brown signature move. He needed a little work. I think he did it twice, and he was better the second time around. But I could see him going into Jared Allen had this really obnoxious uh, sack dance where it was this uh, – Basically roping cattle because he's a, a cowboy guy. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it a thousand times. So I think I could see Z breaking that out, and then he lifts up. You know, he's got a shirt, and it's going to say something like "The Real MZP." Was my thought. And got the Z initial wow. on there. He's he's guy. He's going up against Aaron Rodgers, who's the MVP. So that's that's kind of what I had in mind. He's obviously going to. He's going to. We haven't heard much. It's been quiet, but I do feel like he's. I mean, listen. He talks, he, he puts himself, he puts himself out there. He, he gets himself in with the fan base and we love Z and green Bay. We know he's going to talk before. We know he's going to talk after. We know he's going to do some stuff on the field. seems like it's all in good fun, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm looking for.
1: Uh, what about do you eat anything during a podcast or what do you snack on during game day?
2: Nothing during a podcast. If I drink anything, it's water and bourbon. Um, you know they kind of mix them just go back and forth with them uh no snacking uh because that that seems bad no one wants to hear me eating on, <laughs> on a microphone and then isn't uh that like the
1: yeah ASM, isn't that like the asmr thing or something well like yeah that?
2: that's that's the side hustle steve i don't do that here you gotta pay for that baby you don't, <laughs> just give that away for free come on man <laughs> uh, okay good to know
1: Good yeah. you uh, got to promote that at the end of the podcast. Yeah,
2: I know. Yeah, I can get through my website out there. Um, yeah, <laughs> during game day, I mean, we've talked about it a bunch. I mean, we usually get wings, get some pizza, something like that, kind of traditional food uh, for for a game. That's that's basically about
5: it.
3: Yeah, and I'll, I'll go backwards on this question. So, agree. I don't think any of you would like to hear me chew um, during the podcast. So, I don't usually snack during the podcast. Sometimes, um, if we're planning. And I know it's going to be a few minutes. I'll eat a quick snack while we're doing that. But once we hit record, um, no snacks. And yeah, I agree with Dusty. I was thinking that maybe I would order Shake Shack or something for the game this weekend. But I'm also going to Universal the night before and probably going to eat like absolute garbage. Um, so maybe not. Maybe this or week one, I'll, I'll take a break. And then week two, I'll, I'll really splurge um, with the chicken tenders, wings, whatever it may be. Uh, What unexpected thing will Z do off the field and combine with Steve's question, um, what's going to be on his shirt if he gets a sack? Um, I think he'll have something dumb on his shirt, like I heart cheese or something that pokes fun at that. Um, But something unexpected that he might do, and it kind of plays into the sack narrative that you're talking about, Steve, is I think he might do the belt. And it could cause a lot of controversy. Is that, was that are your you, answer?
1: You're just stealing my damn answers? Like, what the hell, Sarah?
0: You didn't say <laughs> <We> that. <laughs> Dusty, talked
1: about this before.
0: No, you didn't. Yes, I
1: did. Dusty, did I talk about this before?
0: <laughs> I didn't
3: hear it. I missed
1: it. Oh, my
3: God. I Adams story. <laughs>
1: literally like that was my whole freaking answer was about cheese and doing the belt
0: like, what oh, the i hell? said
3: i'm gonna do i said i heart cheese you said no it'll be like eat cheese or something
2: <laughs> oh yeah oh, but good. yeah the, the, the oh, belt yeah good. you're right um that's good
3: That's when I was reading the Devontae Adams story. Okay, sorry, Steve. I'll give you that one. I was trying to see if there was anything of note, and there was. So, sorry.
1: (laughs) Okay.
2: That was good. That's high comedy right there is what that was. All
1: right. You can back me up, though, Dusty, right? Like, that was legitimately my answer that we talked about before the show started.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I was going to throw you under the bus. But, no, absolutely 100%, Steve. 100% correct. (laughs) Yeah, i think the only
1: variation was my shirt said i hate cheese as opposed to i love cheese and then it was going to be yeah him doing this the belt and then lifting the shirt up so mm-hmm. um yeah i think we need to move on because i don't i don't know what else sarah's gonna try to steal from me this week so um yeah next one we've got uh from our good buddy Ama. He wants to know, who scores the first TD for the Packers? How quickly does Quay make an impact play? I mean, Sarah, do you want to go ahead and give my answer for this one too?
3: <laughs> no, I'll let you go first this time.
1: No, no, no. I want to hear it. Let's hear, let's hear your original Packers no, thoughts. No, I don't want to go. On one.
3: <laughs> the worst part is that I did not hear you say that because I was reading the Devontae Adams story and I legitimately thought the same thing. <laughs>
1: Okay, I believe I believe you. Well, go ahead. Who's going to score the first pack no, touchdown? No,
3: I don't wanna go first. Dusty, you go first.
2: <laughs> Quay Walker. Uh, no.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> of a uh, bitch. I no.
3: Son
2: I want to go. Uh, I'll go AJ Dylan. Uh, like I said, I think I think they're going to get the passing game going. I think they're going to move up and down the field pretty well. And then, uh, you know, punch it in with Dylan. Honestly, what I'd like to see is like AJ Dylan on an angle route uh, from like the six or something would be awesome. But I feel like they'll get down inside the five and just punch it in with Dylan. That feels uh, that feels somewhat poetic, I think, for the first touchdown of the year. How quickly does Quay make an impact play? Um, I don't know, pretty soon. I still – I've talked to this before. I, I still I, – I'm a little – I think bullish on him overall during the season. I think he's going to be a little slow to get acclimated. You know, probably out of position a bit uh, just because that, that position is tough to learn. But I think he's going to make some splash plays early. I don't think he's always going to be in the right position, but you know, first couple drives, we, for one of the first two drives, I could see him knifing through and making a really nice tackle on the backfield on a running back or something like that. That's, I'll go, I'll go early, maybe not often, but I think he's going to make a make a really nice uh, tackle for loss fairly early in the game
5: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Okay. Sarah, do you want to answer or should I go before you? No,
3: you go first because I feel like no matter what I say, you're going to be like, that was my answer <laughs> just to screw with me. So,
1: <laughs> Well, legitimately, you did steal my answer last one. but um, No, I honestly, first... I know everybody will want me to say Quay Walker scores the first touchdown, and that would be amazing. I would go, I would freak out. But um, honestly, I think it's going to be Cobb. I think it's going to be uh, a nice play. And if Lazard is limited the way he is, like we know where Aaron Rodgers likes to go, uh, so I think that that'll be the way way it goes. And then <clears throat> Quay Walker, like I, I completely agree, with Dusty. Like there's going to be times he's not in the right spots. There's going to be times that. Um, he, he still needs to learn how to be an NFL inside linebacker. However, in some weird way, kind of I saw some highlights early of Randall Cobb's first game as a Packer. And if you remember, like that's that's like the comparison that I see in my head of like he wasn't wasn't where he was supposed to be. And I like I remember him talking about how he was gonna get graded negatively for his for his kick return for a touchdown because he took it from 108 yards out from eight yards deep in the end zone, which they told him he should have kneeled for. And he wasn't in the right spot when he caught the touchdown pass. Like that's not the route he was. He should have run, but he's athletic enough at this point in his life that he can make up for those type of things. So I think that's very similar to what Quay Walker is going to be for a little bit in the, in the NFL where he's super athletic and can make up for maybe a couple of mental mistakes here and there. And so you are going to see some splash plays. You're going to see some mistakes. But overall, like I, I think he's a promising young player.
3: And for me, I think it's going to be Aaron Jones. Um, and, you know, it, this is a safe answer, kind of similar to your thought process, Dusty, with um, A.J. Dillon. But I actually think it's going to be off a pass. I think they're going to do a little bootleg or something something tricky once they get into the red zone and Aaron Jones will, will leap into the end zone for six there. Um, And how quickly does Quay make an impact? Um, You know, agree with what you both said, but I'm going to get really specific. I'm going to say in the third quarter of this game that he's going to make a big splash play. And then I'll go on Twitter and see Steve just absolutely (laughs) going crazy, telling everybody that he's right and that this is the best thing that's ever happened to them. So,
2: Well,
1: to be fair, I didn't actually make the pick for the Packers, so I wouldn't be right. But, you know, I appreciate the thought behind it. All right, last question, guys. We've got one from our buddy Matt Pickett. Uh, who would you predict has the most all-purpose yards for the Packers this week, and why? And then, food. What's your favorite weeknight meal, and why?
2: So, uh, Dusty, let's start with you. Man, I've I've been driving this Amari hype train for far too long. I'm not letting the agenda die now. I'm going Amari Rogers most all-purpose yards. I'm really tempted to go Aaron Jones, but I think Amari with the kick kick slash punt returns, so you get in yardage there. And pick those up. I think they're going to what they showed in the preseason. I think starting especially with the second preseason game was a lot of Amari in those two back sets and then running some jet sweeps to him. So he's getting kind of touches in the jet motion stuff. And I think they're going to have to. What they did last year, and would you have to like give the threat of some of that jet stuff, or else at some point teams stop respecting it. So they ran a lot of that stuff early and often last year, and then it diminished as it went away, but you've already set the tendency. So I think he's gonna get some gives on some of the jet sweep stuff. He gets the punt return yards. I think he gets a couple of carries in the run game, because unless they I guess they may elevate someone for the practice squad, but right now they got two active running backs and catch a couple of passes. So I don't think part of this goes with I don't think anyone's going for no one's no one's catching more than you know sixty yards unless you know Sammy Watkins goes off, which is a possibility. Uh, but I think it's going to be relatively low even across the board. I just think Amari they're going to give him opportunities. Some of that just as a way to set tendencies more than anything else. So I'm going to give it I'm going to give it to Amari and just. I will be insufferable about it if I am correct on this, because I've been, (laughs) again, driving this hype train since last year. So hope that happens. Um, Favorite weeknight meal. I don't know, man. I'm cooking a lot more lately. Uh, I'm a big fan of just like street taco night. Just give me like some like some pork tacos with some chopped jalapenos and onions and garlic in there and just all the stuff that goes along with that. That's been kind of my my go to that just makes me happy every time I make it. Do your kids eat that? Oh, absolutely not! No, they get che- oh. <laughs> they get cheese quesadillas, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, those
3: are good too. Those are they are. Good. I agree. And for me, I, I'm going to go with the easy answer, and the same answer as the last question. I'm going to say Aaron Jones. I really think that they're going to use him a lot in this game. Obviously, if Lazard is limited, they're going to want to use him in the air and on the ground. And I feel like he just loves to clown the Vikings as well you know we have the sunglasses hopefully they're back for a third straight year the lights are too bright for you that whole narrative and I don't think Aaron Jones is one to forget things like that I think he lets that fuel him motivate him a little bit um and I don't think he ended the season on a note that he would have liked to and this is a great opportunity for him to come back and show that hey he's still legit and he still wants to be rb1 and is going to do a great job doing that um And food favorite weeknight meal, Um, I've really been enjoying lately uh, spaghetti squash with like a meat sauce over it, really good, super easy, I meal prep it on Sundays, have it for a few days, Um, but I've been trying to eat healthier, it is healthy, but it also is delicious, Um, so that would be right now my favorite weeknight meal.
1: And I'm going all in on the Sammy Watkins Week One train. Uh, we'll go to Hundy for for yardage, and I think that'll be uh, a couple. Of, especially if if Lazard is not ready to go full full blast, like that's the guy I feel like they're going to send deep. And if Aaron Rodgers can hit him over an aging Patrick Peterson, yeah, man, like I. I You've seen it. You've seen Sammy Watkins do some crazy things, especially to open up the weeks with Patrick Mahomes. So, um, yeah, it really wouldn't shock me if he did something really crazy week one and then kind of fell off completely for the rest of the season. And then uh, favorite weeknight meal, man, I will go hard for some gringo tacos, so some just ground beef tacos. But the twist is that what you do is you get the mini quesadilla, uh, maker and you put the little street taco shells some meat some cheese in there and then put another taco shell on top and make little um little taco quesadillas like ooh the kids love them I love them like they they go they're pretty they go pretty hard and they're really really good so uh super easy to do and uh when yeah when a 7 and a 4 year old love them like you know that's an easy <laughs> meal to go to so <laughs> guys that is it for the episode. We got all the way through. Sarah only stole one answer. So that's, I mean, that's a plus for us shaking her head, but she has to agree <laughs> that she stole it. But let's start with you. Let's start with you on a finishing thought, Sarah. What do you have for us?
3: Yeah, well, you stole my final thought because I was going to say sorry <laughs> again for <laughs> doing I genuinely feel bad and... I legitimately, I mean, like, we've done it a couple times to just mess with each other. Like, oh, we're going to steal Steve's answer to piss him off. This was actually a total accident. Wait, you figured- guys do that?
2: No, we've never done that, Steve. I wouldn't worry about that. Forget she said <laughs> the, the stuff she of, just said. This I is how you get about. me to
1: be angry, man, yelling at the clouds. Yeah, you I wouldn't worry about the stuff she just bitches. said.
2: Yeah, none of that's true. We've never had those conversations behind your back, Steve. Don't worry about that.
3: <laughs> um, but anyways... I I genuinely feel bad. I state my regret. Um, you know, I, I'll suspend <laughs> Steve's <laughs> licking us. I had off. an itch.
1: I had an itch on my eyebrow. I don't know what you're talking about. I did not. But flip no, I'm you genuinely
3: up. sorry. I, and I mean it. And <laughs> yeah, week one, I'm already down. I'm already down bad. Um, hopefully, the Packers <laughs> win. So I'm at least not losing um, on the pr- game predictions each week. But other than that, you know, I'm just excited. I'm excited that we're finally here. Um, You know, we we do this for fun. There are so many other people that do this for fun. So, this is a perfect time to follow any of your favorite writers, whether it be at Pack a Day Podcast or Game On Wisconsin or Cheesehead TV. There are so many amazing content creators out there um, that are working really hard behind the scenes and after hours of their day jobs to new content and this is the best time of the year for it so make sure you know show everyone some love and let's just have fun this season
2: yeah and for me um I didn't really write anything this week I guess the the one thing I will talk about I don't know if you guys saw uh yesterday as you listen to this I guess Matt Schneider put up a piece in The Athletic about uh AJ Dillon uh, the kind of AJ Dylan Jones connection. There was a similar article written. I feel like after, uh, Jones and Williams kind of how they kind of helped each other find their place on the team and in town and all that stuff. But uh, you kind of get the, the sense of brothership between Jones and Dylan and that story by Schneidman, the athletic now is was really, really cool. I think they said, uh, when Dylan was drafted or or after Williams left, they called them running back one a and one B. And now the floor just refers to them as one a and one a, uh, but really cool article. Again, you get a really good sense of their personality. Uh, and kind of the friendship they have. So that was amazing. So if you've not read that, definitely do that. Um, we, we love Matt Schneidman, um, you know, but, uh, but also that piece is really, really worth checking out. So do that. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I've, like I said, I've not really written anything. I may do a video before the start of the season. I might not, I have no idea. I'm just excited for the season to start. And you know, the, the, the grind kind of starts for me at that point and kind of getting into that week to week, but I'm really excited to see what this offense does uh, this year and excited to kind of, Get another year of, of covering the Packers over at Cheesehead and and talking weekly here. It's gonna be uh it's it's gonna be a good year. It's gonna be a good year. I'm excited about it.
1: Yeah, very excited. Um, I don't really have too much else. I mean, I'm just excited to sit down and watch some some real NFL football for the first time in a long time, and knowing that this is gonna be going on until at least like February. So nonstop football until then. Like I think anybody who listens to this, all of us on this podcast, we all. Love football, and that's why we're doing this because it's something that we have a passion about. So a lot of fun to do this. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter at uh Dusty evely at Packaday Podcast at Steve
2: Perhatch. And uh yeah, we'll uh we'll talk to
1: you wow. Guys. Wow. at
3: Sarah. That's <laughs> low. Just
2: typing Sarah a message about that <laughs> as we speak, Steve. <laughs> Fine <laughs> at Sarah Kelleher
1: for is that is four, right? Yeah. So yes. uh, yeah, make sure you follow Sarah as well. But uh, we appreciate you guys listening, as always, and coming up with questions, ideas, everything. We love all that, so keep keep it coming. We'll be back every single week, every single day of the NFL season and the off season. But thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you next week after a Packers victory, and as always, go Pack, go! <laughs>